Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's rudder. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, uh, Master Splinter's super totes mad. What? Yes! Yeah. yeah! Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! You'll never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's girthy candy, there's no way they'd ever change that So, name. so, wait, is it goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one is true! I am chocolate. <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always is Joe. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that was bad. You're going to do the the split jump bad. off the stage? Yeah! I, did a, like, it, I realized it was a very visual gag. Oh. I, fr- I froze in midair. You... <laughs> I threw my hat in the air and it's still up there. Nobody tells you what happens after the freeze, right? Yeah, I've lost so many goddamn hats. I can't get them. They're too high. They're just stuck in limbo. You're like, I keep trying to throw them lower, but like then it doesn't look as good. Yeah. It's like at face height. Yeah. (laughs) I will say, like, a bird made a nest in one, so it's pretty. You know, I'm giving back. Yeah, yes. to the community, to nature. Yeah. You know, the uh, the freeze frame after Breakfast Club, some say that he's still there in the field. <laughs> Little known fact, uh, if you freeze frame in a movie, you're just there forever. You're there forever. It's 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 fan- It's like fascinating, because let me ask you this. Mm. What other movies did you see him in? What else has he done? Judd Nelson? I don't even know if that was his real name. Mm-hmm. Body double. Everything else he did was body double. If you yep. go to that school and you go to that exact spot on the field, Right, you'll find a statue. And they him. play around him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was the he was in the he was in the the the, the, the touchdown zone. He was in the end zone, so he's good. Oh, then it's fine. Yeah, they, they just give him a hug. Yeah, they just high five him because he's got his hand up. Mm-hmm. They fist bump him. Hmm? Judd Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, saying animals fire wasn't him. That was Judd Nelson. It <laughs> wasn't him. <laughs> his infamous twin that nobody knew about yeah more like dud nelson <laughs> yeah, his career went downhill after that wonder why wonder because it wasn't him it wasn't he him freeze framed him mm-hmm. the carbonite the it's real life carbonite <laughs> it really is someday medical science will get to a point where we'll learn how to unfreeze frame people but until then it was a very yeah. dangerous time to be an actor in the 80s so many freeze frames. Do you know how many fucking identical families that, you know, Hollywood had to create for like sitcom families? They have a oh. whole like warehouse full of sitcom families stuck in freeze frames and they mm-hmm. clone them and do it again. You know, the movie Us. <laughs> it was them. <laughs> oh, the, the freeze whole underground army of sitcom families <laughs> doing the exact same shit as normal. Families. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that's so funny. Well. We got a funny podcast. I heard this one is pretty educational. Boo. We're going to learn some things today, Joe. Oh, boy. This is an educational podcast. I will have to remind you that. Okay. Is that how we're labeled on Spotify? No. We're labeled as comedy. <laughs> no. Comedy history <laughs> even podcast. The, even they're like, Joe Rogan's more educational than y'all. <laughs> I don't know. He, he he has some questionable guests that are satire at best. <laughs> Oh, remember when this, the Colbert Report was fake? Oh my God, I know. 
And now it's just news. Yeah, that's seriously... I'm surprised Fox News doesn't have... I remember the set of the Colbert Report had like a Captain America shield and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised they don't have that on. Yeah, now everybody's pretending they're in a goddamn log cabin. (laughs) The fuck is this? Dude, fucking Tucker Carlson on his Twitter stuff looks like he's in a sauna. Right? Dude, like Matt Walsh just looks like the fucking brawny man. Yeah. It's fucking weird. That's what they have to do, you know? That's what the... That's the bravado that has to come out, you know. Right. <laughs> they they all dress like Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> See, but like, but he was clean cut. It was oh, Al, yeah. it was like a mixture of Al and, and Tim. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this is some good drugs. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right. Well, you ready for today's podcast topic? Because it better be. <laughs> All right, here we go. So today's podcast topic is more old newspapers, mm-hmm. mainsourcenewspapers.com, content warning, this may contain history. Oh boy. <laughs> also, maybe paraphrased for readability and racial language sanitized because it's atrocious. So yeah, a lot of these old newspapers were unashed, like, uh, like unabashed in their racism, mm-hmm. like hardcore. Like it's like reading KKK propaganda. Well, some of it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, some of them was. Like, if you read the Clan Times or some shit, like you know what you're gonna get, right? The Daily but like, Wire, yeah, you, yeah. But when you're reading like fucking, you know, some nine like 1918 New York Times opinion article, you would expect them <laughs> to sanitize a little bit more. But yeah, it's pretty it's bad. My favorite part about the New York Times is whenever anybody brings up their their sexist or racist bullshit, they're like, it was a different time. And like, this was 1984. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, look, we're not proud of our past. This was 2005. <laughs> See, what I wish is they just lean into the human side instead of making excuses. Be like, there's a lot of sexist stuff in this stuff. And, you know, 1985. And I'm like, I was doing a lot of coke. Okay, it was the eighties. <laughs> Look, I'm not proud of it. I don't remember ninety percent of these articles. Look, Tim the Toolman Taylor and I were going around <laughs> mooning Pamela Anderson. I was a bit busy. Was did that happen? Yeah. Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fact number one: Saturday, November twelfth, eighteen ninety-eight, Clinton, New York. From the Chicago Tribune. So this is a circus story. John H. Sparks, traveling circus. Show exhibited here Friday to a tent full of people. There was a large number of ladies and children present. After one of the main performances, about half the spectators left when the concert portion began. And the streets were crowded with people and vehicles. When Romeo, the big lion with the circus, was turned from his cage into a steel arena to perform. The manager had just finished a speech relating uh, relating how this fierce and powerful lion had killed three men and stated that he weighed 970 pounds and it was the largest of his kind in captivity when the keeper began slapping Romeo in the face with a piece of beef. The oh, lion's 
<laughs> the lion spring forward. Was the from beef the... named foreshadowing? <laughs> <laughs> the lion sprang forward uh, towards the door of the arena and attempted to return to his cage. Or, or the lion sprang towards the door of the arena and attempted to return to his cage, which was backed up against the arena. His head struck the door and his great weight overturned the cage. The savage animal was now free in the tent. Romeo sprang about 20 feet, landing at the end of the reserve seats where the crowded where were crowded with men, women, and children. How does this story end? Oh, boy. Is it A, zero maulings, and hilarity ensued? Mm-hmm. B, a few mauling deaths, offset by a few comic <laughs> moments? Or C, many mauling deaths, a dead lion, and zero laughs? Oh, boy. Well, it is history. Yeah. It's C, right? Like, the... <laughs> Like what would I mean? I would watched, be funny. I just I ended up just watching a video about uh, <laughs> an escaped uh, circus elephant. Oh, uh, yeah. and it was the saddest thing I'd ever seen in my goddamn life. Oh, dude, those you are know, it was. Sad. I mean, this poor creature was you know abused and everything, and there had been warnings that like you know this animal was about to snap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then like in Hawaii, which I'm like the idea that we took an elephant to Hawaii still blows my mind that we're just like, get on this boat. <laughs> like I saw elephant. a jumbo. Yeah. Like it's just insane to me that we're just like, no, this, this is good. <laughs> Put this on open water. <laughs> um, like it's, it feels to me like the end of the lost world. <laughs> just like, I think we're just asking for it at this point. Seriously. Um, but I mean, this animal goes haywire, mauls its handler. Just, I mean, stuffs it tears through the arena and gets out onto the streets of like Honolulu and uh and then has to get taken down and it is shocking and you're just like oh that's that's just what happens when we mistreat animals we somehow blame the animal so during this whole story you told it's Mm -hmm. really sad but I couldn't stop laughing at the idea that this lion broke out landed in a pit full of people like the stands full of people mm-hmm. right and some clown was like come on guys we gotta go to work and they're like starting to <laughs> distract the lion and every once in a while the clown gets <laughs> they're just like just running away from this lion so that's where a bee would definitely be the apropos a I few think, mauling deaths. Did did thirteen of them pop out of a Vita bug? I think they drifted into the stadium or into the stands, and then mm. they all popped out. And like one's wearing like a barrel, you know, and the lion's batting him around, you know, like he's like ah. The other one's a mime, so it doesn't talk, but it, like it gets him, and he has to mime screams of pain, you know. <laughs> he's he's pulling an invisible rope towards the ceiling. <laughs> He's trying, to, he's trying to climb up. Yeah, he's cracking an invisible whip at the fly. He's he, he's he, he's behind an invisible wall. Like, oh. oh my god, he broke through the invisible wall. Oh god, <laughs> it was the only thing keeping the lion in check. <laughs> the lion knows there's nothing there. Oh god, he has no respect for the art. <laughs> Like John C. Riley legit went to like clown school and like mime school, and so I'm just envisioning John C. Riley. 
See, John C. Riley would play the old, crusty clown that's been there for like four decades. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, this is what all the training's been, uh, you know, getting boys. <laughs> and he like, you know, throws his cigarette and slowly walks into the to the stands and he's just like, eh, 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 like spraying yeah. him with like water and shit. And he dies, right? But he, they're like, they're like, thank you so much. <laughs> he's the O'Reilly, the, the clown, uh, like, <laughs> yeah. He's the uh, he's the uh, the Flint of it. <laughs> yeah. I was there, nineteen oh one, New York. <laughs> like on his gravestone, just like they put like a like a clown nose on it with the with the hair cap, the the wig. <laughs> Yeah, here lies the bravest clown in circus history. You may have been born an outcast, but you died a hero. <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting the lion with like a balloon chair. <laughs> <laughs> My God, they're holding off the <laughs> magic tricks. Fucking balloon chair. <laughs> Miming the whip. I, I think C is the closest. And I hope for B. I'd love to be proven wrong, yeah. A few comic All right, let's do it. Let's go. Fact number one, we're going to go C. Many more. I, uh, I hope. <laughs> I hope someone rolled up as a ball and ended up the lion just used him as like a ball of yarn. Yeah. <laughs> the man died. Ball of yarn. Just one mauling, but he was it was adorable. He was the most heroic ball of yarn to ever exist. <laughs> All right, here we go. For fact number one, we're gonna go see many mauling deaths and a dead lion and zero laughs. Three, two, one, bam. Oh shit, it's A. Zero mauling deaths and hilarity ensued. What a oh, curveball. Fuck. So did the nice. lion just like was it all part of the act and it jumped on a unicycle? It's like eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go <laughs> just like a, the littlest the littlest circles yeah away. like some monkeys like cartwheel out jump on them and it's like the intro to madagascar <laughs> it's just alex the lion being voiced by ben stiller <laughs> oh shit okay it says many persons scaled the walls of the tent and jumped over them the lion ran under the seats with his keeper after him with a whip. Holy shit. The cry, the lion is out, arose, and there had, was a mad rush of people for safety. Hats, caps, and cloaks were lost in the wild flight, and a number of unclaimed articles were yet in possession of the town policemen. Eventually, the lion took refuge in the dressing room of the main tent, and when his cage was backed up, he ran into it. Many funny incidents, uh, or funny incidents of the event were related. When the lion had escaped from the tent, Mr. J.R. Peterson lost sight of Mrs. Peterson and went to seek her. He raised the flap of the tent to go out, and just as he did, the lion met him coming back. And he and Mr. Peterson came near kissing each other. The lion passed, and Mr. Pe Peterson passed out. Holy shit. Yep, that's what you do. He's like, oh! And then uh, <laughs> Mr. Henry E. Ferrison seized a large sledgehammer and held it aloft for his territory. The Mr. Doc Crumpler seized a small log and dared the lion to come his way, and the lion didn't. 
a number of the circus people climbed up the poles and ropes out of danger's way. Fuck, yes! We totally guessed the clown climbing the rope. Yep. Mr. Sparks informed his writer that after the stampede was over, two infants were found on top of the tent where their frightened fathers or nurses had thrown them to safety and then fled out of danger. There was there has been nothing so exciting in Clinton since the earthquake. Little else was talked about for a day or two following the event. They tell some good story, good ones on how fast some of our brave fellows ran. So, the, I I mean I can get the thought process like dangerous lion throw. Let's launch our baby to the top of the tent. Like three babies are being found. Like two babies. Yeah. Whose babies are these? Did the parents just never came back? They're the look. They're the circuses now. <laughs> that's how. That's that's actually how the circus gets new carnies. Yeah. <laughs> Not they're like loose the lion. Man. We're we're short a couple of stage hands. Let loose the lion. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get them when they're young. Dude, I, I like the fucking Mister Doc Crumpler seized a small log and dared the lion come his way, like. Imagine like this has to be what is this eighteen something? What is this eighteen ninety eight? Yep. So <clears throat> people are so dumb. They thought that would do something. He's like, yeah, let's dance, motherfucker. <laughs> well, it's not about people being dumb. I think he had limited options. <laughs> but he, so there's like okay, so look, Mr. I also think Mister Crumpler, obviously a fake name. I don't think he did that at all. Yeah. I think that's what he told. He told people. people. He did. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he's like, I was so intimidating with my teeny tiny log. The lion didn't even do shit. <laughs> Dude, listen, the one before him too, Ferrison seized a large sledgehammer. I didn't think sledgehammers came in varying sizes, did they? Do they? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I, I guess I just imagine him picking up one of the clown hammers, you know? And he's like, let's go, motherfucker. He's got this giant clown hammer, like a Harley Quinn hammer. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to boop the lion, I guess. Hit it in the head. Nature snooze button. <laughs> uh, well, zero deaths. A couple of launched Good. babies, little articles of clothing lost, and some cool stories. I Look thought for sure that. lion was going to die. A hundred percent. I was I was primed for it. Well, she pulled the fast one on us. <laughs> Those clowns, they survived to clown another day. Hey, look, sometimes history can be fun. Look at the clown tapestry. As you can see, this is the saga of the lion that got out as portrayed by balloon animals. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Shadow Puppet Theater. (laughs) Our brave clowns defended the audience members. Ah, Uh -uh. (laughs) Hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor... Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires, and while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcasts from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. 
As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code ALLEGENDLY and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. All right, here we go. Fact number two. Saturday, April 27th, 1901. The place, London, England, the paper, the Chester Advertiser. Oh, you sound like you're from London. Yes. Oh, God. Well, listen to this fucking title. How Chinese men gamble. Oh, boy. They wager their working years on blank fights. Their prize rings are bowls. The blank have been trained. They seem to understand their master's word, and they are urged onto the combat with straws. Uh, onto oh the combat with straws. The Chinese understand how to feed, groom, and, and groom the blank for the fray. They give them honey, boiled chestnuts, boiled rice, and certain kinds of fish. They do not allow anyone to smoke near them. In a blank fight, the blank are weighed before they are put into the ring. They are matched as to the size and color. The betting is done just as carefully as at an English horse race. The stakes are held by a committee, which deducts a certain percentage for the house. During the fight, the gamblers scream and yell and hop up and down, as one blank gets the better of the other and go almost mad when no one wins. Okay, so here's what is the blank. I was way off on this. <laughs> because, I, well, I thought it was going to be um, scarabs or uh, rhinoceros beetles. Right? Oh. Because I've seen those fights. Or uh, praying mantises. Because, like, the scarab... True, true. Or the, the, the rhino beetles, you put rhino beetles together, they one tries to just flip over the other one. So it's a relatively like safe bet. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't uh the two animals or the bugs don't kill each other. They just try to flip them over and then whoever flips it wins. Right. They stop the bug before it can like gouge out the others. <laughs> but here's here here are the blanks. Is it A toads, B crickets, or C shrews? Oof. That's a weird one. I, I, I'm leaning towards toads. Toads can get well, okay, weirdly honey, violent. Chestnuts and fish. And fish. Crickets wouldn't eat fish, would they? I don't think so. Toads are carnivorous. I, so I think it would be shrews or toads. Well, toads are they're carnivorous, so they would eat. Yeah, the yeah they'll eat anything. Yeah, but I don't think they'd eat honey or boiled chestnuts. Right. Because they're carnivores. I, every time I think of a shrew, though, I always think of like a. Of a mole, and it's not a mole. <laughs> I just think of an old lady. It's weird. Yeah, the taming of the shrew. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then crickets, though, like people in 1901 definitely didn't understand the concept of like strictly carnivores or herbivores or omnivores or anything like that. I could see them thinking that crickets eat meat. Like, look at it. It loves this piece of fish. It's just sitting on it. <laughs> That's how it eats. I don't know. I think I think if you go through the uh, process of boiling chestnuts, y- you would make sure that they actually ate the shit. Yeah, so, like, you're probably right. So yeah, no, I think uh, I think shrews. Yeah, I'm thinking shrews too. I can't imagine what a shrew is though. I I know the word. I just keep getting it mixed up with a mole. I think it's a a, a rodent of some sort. Was right. there one in the secret of Nim? <laughs> <laughs> Is there one in the secret of Nim? I don't. I feel like there is. <laughs> He's not the one that gets the knife thrown into him, is it? 
No, I believe that was a rat. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) Fucking A, dude. Like, that fucking movie. So, (laughs) I'd say we go with shrews. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. So, for fact number two, we're going to go shrews, and then I'm going to look up what a shrew is after we read for right or wrong. (laughs) So, I know what I want to know now. All right, here we go. For fact number two, we're going to go see shrews. Three, two, one. Bam. Oh, it's crickets, motherfucker. God damn. What? Fuck. Okay. I, I kind of... So, like, I know crickets have been identified as lucky, right? You have a lucky cricket. Yeah. But I didn't know they made these fucking things fight. So, cricket fighting in China dates back at least 1,000 years and still goes on today, but is less popular than it used to be, and it's now illegal to gamble on them. <laughs> Um, oh wait, I think the writers sent me Oh my god, it is a shrew. <laughs> they are like little bowls. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, so these can be huge events at large hotel venues with big purses. Prized crickets come uh, become famous and get funeral services when they die. Crickets have pedigrees and are carefully bred by knowledgeable breeders. The 1901 article describes other forms of Chinese gambling, such as guessing the number of seeds that will be inside an orange in a fruit stand at a fruit stand. In case you thought this wasn't nearly so horrible as it could have been, the article provides depressing contents. They are labor slaves in China. (laughs) There are labor slaves in China. They have been worked within recent years in the coal mines west of Peking. There is a systemic scheme in the region to involve men in gambling debts, and then take them to the coal mines uh, to make them work them work them out. Once in the mines, they are subject to fines and other charges, which makes them slaves for life. Oh boy! Wow, that's fucking depressing. But just imagine you just you're fucking, sitting in the coal mine. Who, who you're who just like j- bet on the wrong Jiminy fucking cricket. Fuck! Can't wait for this like the retelling of Jiminy Cricket. Oh my god! They oh catch god. him. They're like, all right, go fight this guy. Fucking a twenty. A24 presents when you wish upon a star. Seriously. Holy he comes shit. out. It, dude, no, it'd be fucking Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out with like boxing gloves, just like, down, down, down. <laughs> and he's like boxing a fucking Jiminy Cricket. Oh, wish upon a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Jiminy Unchained. <laughs> My conscience tells me to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we're Owen too. We're not good at this newspaper stuff. It, it, see, like history is tough because it's like it's it's usually very depressing. But this one was mm-hmm. weird. I could have swore it was gonna be praying mantises or beetles. Nope, it's fucking crickets. It, we, like we probably should have gone cricket because your first instinct was insects. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that comes from a collage of different sources, either historical or, you know, Enter the Dragon, right? The movie. <laughs> Remember, he's on the boat, and they use praying yeah. mantises to fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce Lee was just like, go for the little one. He's skilled. He could sense the fighter's spirit in the mantis. <laughs> yeah. And then he had to pay up. <laughs> Shit. All right, well, we got it wrong. Well, we got we got three more to make a redemption. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Fact number three. The day is Saturday. The date is December 
1877. The place is Great Bend, Kansas. And then the Ooh. newspaper is the Great Bend Weekly Tribune. It is uh, let, and then they quote is, let the beard grow. A natural protection yes. is afforded to most males in the beard and hairs around the mouth. There should not be, uh, these should not be removed by any person in the vice of shaving, which is nothing less than an attempt to improve upon nature's protective provisions. Three no evils. Oh, here we go. Three evils result from this practice. So just shaving your beard, your facial hair. Yeah. Here are the three evils. Is it, uh, what three evils will happen if you shave off your beard? Is it A, you become a, a vain, you become vain, invite Satan in, and end up in hell. B, That's you will lose vital energy, heat, and your disease trap. You'll get sick a lot. Or C, you'll be yeah. attractive to hotter women. You'll marry one of them, and she will make your life miserable. Ooh. Like all one. three are solid. God damn it. Is there a weird mix but of the two? Is it all three of them? It might be all three of them. Yeah. But I got to say, I got to go with the Satan one because, as we've learned, everything goes back to Satan. Yeah, it's true. The act of shaving? Oh, that's satanic. Satan. <laughs> B sounds a little bit modern. You shave your beard. The beard traps all the contagions. Yeah. It's like a filter. I don't know how far along we were with the whole bacteria thing yet. Yeah. So, I don't know, A's pretty A's pretty inviting. It's pretty I mean, there's precedent for it. B and C are a little too Shapiro for me right now. I can see all three happening, but uh my my money is my money's always gonna be with Beelzebub. <laughs> C is like you will you will attract a hotter women. He's like, you know, listen. Like, cause even then, like, even if that was the evil, everybody would do it, right? Yeah. Fuck it. It's like, oh, it's like I genuinely don't care if if this person's going to ruin my life. <laughs> there is a certain line that you decide, right? Is she hot enough to deal with the crazy? Right. If she's above that line, then you're just like, fuck it. I'll do it live. Nine times out of ten. <laughs> I'll deal with it. Yeah. You know, if like, if Emma Watson is like a psycho, but like, you know, she's down to clown, I'm just like, I'm going to deal. I'm going right. to deal. I'm going to... I want to tough this through. <laughs> I'll deal with the potential knife attacks or the, the, the emotional beratings. Like I'll find a way. <laughs> you know what? I hope she ruins my life. <laughs> Therapy is a lot cheaper than it used to be. For real. <laughs> that brings us to today's sponsor, BetterHelp. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go with A. I'll 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 stick it out with you. So fucking a fucking a all right here we go <laughs> for fact number three we're gonna go a that you become vain invite satan in and end up in hell three two one bam it's b god damn it fuck all right so here we go first stimulating the continual growth of hair of the hair which will become slow and finally cease if not interfered with while this stimulated growth is a steady Unnecessary drain on the powers of the vital system. He suggests that your body stops using energy. Wait, wait. Oh, he suggests. Oh, wait, what? Okay, let me read the read. So first, stimulating the continual growth of the hair, which will become slow and finally ceased if not interfered with. While this stimulated growth is a steady, unnecessary drain 
upon the powers of the vital system. He suggests that your body stops using energy growing your beard at a certain point. So to shave it off diverts your energy resources back to growing facial hair and you'll feel fatigued. The article <laughs> suggests that you should especially not shave if you are inclined to TB or other respiratory diseases. Only trim if it is absolutely necessary. It also suggests in a dusty atmosphere, one should train themselves to only breathe through the nose and not through the mouth. If other options surrounded or if other options sounded plausible, it's because moral lesson and misogyny often together are unavoidable. <laughs> Found in the Evening World Herald, Omaha, Nebraska, 1906. Infallible proof. Durand. Yes, my dear fellow, he assumed me that his wife was a perfect creature in every respect. DuPont. Well, I don't know. He was a widower. Nice. <laughs> Classy. Classy. Fucking. Okay. Dude. Okay, man. Here's the thing. Though, to be fair, you should breathe through your nose. It is actually a filtration system. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Okay? Mm. I feel very tired when I shave my beard. Okay? And I just don't want that, that energy to be going to resources. It doesn't need to be going to. I'd be lying to say if I didn't have a beard for energy saving purposes. Yeah. I mean, and mostly I'm just lazy. Everybody knows most of your heat comes out in your cheeks, right? Like, so trapping that heat in makes you more survivable in the winter. Right. It protects the mouth. How many times have you been punched in the face and your beard catches the punch, right? Like, all the time. All the time. So I I don't see anything (laughs) wrong with this. Holy shit. All right. Well, let's go to fact number four and see if we can fucking come back somehow. Get. I don't want an O for five. Like a true over for five. We got to do this. Buckle down, Joe. Right. We, we got an O for five, but that's because we bet double jeopardy style. Mm-hmm. On a really good idea. On a great idea. So, like, I don't even feel sad about that one. Because <laughs> we earned three points and then lost it. Yeah. So. It's difference between earning them and losing them than to, like, yeah, lose this them is three. this is shaping up to be a real downer. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fact number four. Claire, or it's the date is Sunday the 3rd, or sorry, Sunday, June 3rd, 1877. The place, Eureka, Nevada. And the newspaper is the Eureka Daily Sentinel. Clairvoyant physician. (laughs) Mrs. Dr. P.F. Stevens, the greatest astrologist clairvoyant physician and test medium of the age has arrived and can be consulted at her rooms at South Main Street opposite the stables past present and future truthfully delineated persons wishing to know their past present and future can do so by sending blank oh Oh, okay so in addition to one dollar what three pieces of information does she request to help discern your future one point for each correct guess. We can make a comeback, Joe. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Three pieces of information. Mm. Um, your mother's name. Let's just say parent's name. Let's go with that. Uh, job. And um, are you married or not? That's good. That's good. What do you think? What are you, what are you feeling? Mm. All right. I'm going to try to build off of that. So you said, you, said, you said parent's name. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Before you do it. Yeah. I'm going to guess what you're going to say. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. 
Oh, 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 I get we're doing, oh. we're doing a psychic thing here. Okay, okay, I'm putting it out. I'm putting it out. I'm doing my doctor, my, my, my best doctor, Dr. X pose here. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Mm, mm. Channeling James McAvoy right now. Calling the spirits of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Help me discern what he is going to say. Um, I see, I see a a bright shade of red. Red. Does that mean anything to you? Red, green, maybe. It's it's kind of weird. I it's have kind of like, I have some I have some hot sauce next to me. Hot sauce. That's what it is. It's a t- it's a Tabasco bottle. It looks like maybe a weird mm. weird Tabasco bottle. It's sitting on your desk next to your next to your. Uh, it looks like literature. Like uh, like um, I think it's Playgirl magazines. Yes, <laughs> a stack of Playgirl magazines. That's what it is. Uncanny. <laughs> Uncanny. <laughs> And then I see, I, I, yeah, yes, yes, okay, okay, that's what it was. And then right next to the, right next to the playgirls are, are, are stacks and stacks and stacks of, is that, is that cocaine? What? Wait, did I? Yeah, no, no, cocaine is. It's not cocaine. It's fraud. baking powder. Yeah, you're so baking out of it, powder. Man. Your answer is always cocaine. <laughs> Every you've been time. to my, you've been to my house. You know, cocaine is everywhere. That's an easy guess. Yeah. It's not specific at all. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to think maybe, maybe my friend isn't a good psychic. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, I just want to let you know that I am completely psychic, but this session is not refundable. You've used your time. Uh, wait. Yes, you're gonna be successful and rich and happy and married to like whoever you want, fucking. And but you just gotta come see me every once in a while so I can tell you what to do in order to get it. I see you every week. Yeah. Well, you're doing something right then. <laughs> I thought, no, I was just hanging out. <laughs> it's a barbecue. What the hell is this? Uh, this is your future. <laughs> oh, cool. So, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea what you would say. Probably, uh, I don't know. Those are strong guesses. Like, past stuff. Like, maybe health? I was going to, like... I was going to say like your hometown. Hometown. That's what I said. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. No, you, son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> no. So okay. So hometown where you grew up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what else are you thinking? What year is this? Eighteen seventy. Eighteen seventy-seven. So it's a while okay. ago. That helped me. <laughs> Not at all. Um. Oh, like, did you say how many how many children? Oh, I didn't. That's a good one. How many children do you have? Because that shows mm-hmm. pa- that you have past and present. That's a good one. Yeah. So okay, so let's let's do this because I think I think you're right about that. So children is a good one. I would say job. Yeah. She's all. Oh, the writer says she's also trying to guess person's health issues. So probably i don't know what yeah what what ailments you got yeah what 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 ail what ails you right now what are you what's your yeah. problem so ailments um how many children do you have oh she's a clairvoyant physician there you go that's why right so what's wrong with you physician and i'd say what's your job would be my guess what are you thinking yeah clear okay so yeah, clairvoyant physician 
Like I'm just like <laughs> now I'm like I'm putting those two words really together and that just sounds <laughs> so dumb. Like because if you told them if you told her what was ailing you, well then why is she clairvoyant? <laughs> How is she clairvoyant if you're like uh yeah, my stomach hurts. I got a bad oh, so cough in my stomach, stomach hurts. And I got diarrhea. Yeah. Mm, those are all... I'm seeing it now. The vision of a toilet that you never leave. Oh, yes. Right, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe you ate something recently. Maybe fish or meat or rancid meat. That's what it was. Done. Next person. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say, I would say uh, occupation, um, ailments... And uh, um, I mean, what else? What else would you need? The number to of children. Someone. I, I like that. Yeah, idea. And, yeah, number of children probably. Yeah, I like that idea because that gives you like so many layers of information. Like, mm-hmm. uh, do you have a drain on your resources? Do you have a drain on your mental time? Do you have? Are you married? Because back mm-hmm. then, that was reasonable to assume that if you had kids, you were not just dating, but like married. Right. So it would also like yeah, number of kids would probably also. It could also help give you, like, if you're a widower or not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I see. That's your problem. Not that your wife is dead, but you had a wife to begin with. Yes. Right. There's all your the money. Is you haven't re- the problem is you haven't remarried and had more kids. <laughs> Do you think she could write prescriptions? Here, take this bump of Coke oh, every, 60, every 60 minutes. Take another bump yeah. of Coke. You'll feel great. 100%. Has anybody seen my prescription pads? 100%. (laughs) Fucking great. All right. So we're going. So are you good with that number of kids, occupation, and uh, 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 ailments? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. I can foresee in the future that we're going to get at least one. (laughs) God, I hope so. (laughs) You too. All right. Here we go. We're going to go number of kids, ailments, and occupation for three pieces of information she needs to request or she requests to help discern your future. Three, two, one. Age, sex, complexion. Complexion. Wow, we suck. What? Yeah, those are the three things. Your age, your sex, and your complexion. We took this really deep down the the rabbit hole on this one. Yeah, it's like the age makes sense, but like complexion? Uh, I think it's probably like... Are you, you know, sweating a lot? Are you fucking pale? Sure. So here's the story. Harold Frederick, a novelist and big-time journalist in the late 1800s, had a wife named Grace and five kids. He lived openly down the street with a younger, hotter mistress named Kate, with whom he had three more kids. The wife did not love this. In 1898, at age 42, he suffered a stroke. His doctors advised him to stop drinking and smoking, and he advised them to fuck right off. Harry Freddy was not a religious man, but his mistress Kate was a Christian scientist. And brought in one of her healers to help. Per a Christian science journal from 1889, they believed in malicious animal magnetism. A type of mental assassination by an evil or possessed person. Healers claim to be able to sense secret crimes in people's minds by channeling God and pointing his eye at them. When evil is detected, the healer is justified in doing whatever it takes to remove it. 
including killing them. The person might have no idea they are possessed and will likely protest when you try to kill them. But it is best to kill them anyways. That's for God to sort out. So Witch Hunt 2.0. When Harry Freddy died later that year, his wife Grace sued that bitch Kate and her healer for manslaughter and kicked off a whole debate in England about whether Christian science was a scam. Two U.S. court cases had wrangled with this question. In Maine, a judge concluded that it wasn't the court's job to decide if Christian science is legit or not, just whether or not it's illegal, which it wasn't. The judge ordered the estate for the deceased to pay for the treatment, which consisted of literally nothing. In the Wisconsin case, it was argued that Christian scientists should be treated similarly to clairvoyant physicians, as their treatment also consisted of absolutely nothing. The judge there smartly re reasoned that clairvoyant physicians should possess the knowledge, skill, and good standing of an actual physician, that it wasn't enough just to be clairvoyant. Okay, wait, wait. So mm. I'm going to go out on a limb here, okay? Yeah. I'm going to throw this out there. Have you ever seen the treatment options legitimate physicians prescribed in 1800s? No. I can I mean I can get behind the idea that legitimate physicians had a purpose of helping people, right? Sure. Like they 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 were doing the best with what they had at the time. And I'm sure in 200 years some cyber podcast in the metaverse is going to be saying the same thing about what our do doctors are doing now, right? Mm -hmm. They were doing the best they had with what or best they could with what they had. They had a desire to help people. And clairvoyant physicians seems to be a little bit more of a scam, get rich quick kind of scheme. Sure. However, I feel like their treatments were very similar and maybe even less impactful than some of the physician treatments, except for the killing part. You know, like, <laughs> hold on, Joe. Let me check this out here. You say you're having a hard time breathing. Let me let me cast a a, a discernment charm on you. Point the eye of God at you. Ooh, yes, that's interesting. Yes. Oh, it seems that you have a demon cat living in your lungs. Let me uh let me detail out the the options for you. Okay, I can bleed you. Mm. Right, cats hate bleed. Right, and they 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 try to leave as soon as they can. Sure. Um, I can pull out your lungs and try to pump the cat out. That's an option. Um, I can have sex with your wife, right? Cats hate that. Um, is this the psychic or the doctor? This is both. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the psychic. The clairvoyant psychic. Clairvoyant oh, physician. gotcha. Yes. Did, did you not smell the incense when you came into the room, sir? Well, I was confused because... Sounded to me like the clairvoyant didn't do anything. The last this doctor I options. saw had a crystal ball in his office too, so I wasn't quite sure. I'm very, I'm very confused. It seems to me like this guy's got a lot of options. <laughs> we do pride ourselves on having a lot more options when it comes to your care. Because right. the the trick of the question was that lady didn't have anything. <laughs> the writers like they would blame somebody else's health for somebody else being possessed. So it's like. Your neighbor, Harold, mm. right? Does he look at you funny? Does he look weird? I'm getting a that the, the word of God is coming through me, and I feel like Harold is not being. Do you have a next door neighbor who only ever peeks just his eyes above the fence to give you <laughs> life advice? 
He's casting a demon cat in your lungs, my guy. It's suspicious you never see his face. <laughs> yes, that's because he only exists in the physical realm. His fingertips and his top of his head. Have you, have you ever tried saying his name backwards? <laughs> yes. Do that and cast this spell and you shall never see him again. This spell's just like a gun. <laughs> Joe is sick because of his neighbor. Then they kill Harold to cure Joe. So yeah, like it just seems to be like a roundabout way of hiring a hitman. Look, guys, look. Okay, I'm not feeling great, but I do think my wife is possessed. I'm, look, <laughs> I think she's a fine lady, but I'm pretty sure it's the mistress. <laughs> Nothing personal. I just think, you know, she may or may not be an absolute whore. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and this is the problem, right? I'm pretty sure killing her will make me feel better. I saw her crab walking across the ceiling yesterday, and I, I don't she, feel safe from a health perspective. Look, she said it was this newfangled thing, yoga. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if you spell that backwards, it says Satan. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't know how to read or anything, but I'm pretty sure. This is the science part of the Christian science. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm pretty sure the main cure on all this is just to, to kill the demon, which might end her life, but you know, I'm willing to sacrifice it because I I'm need to I'm pretty be sure the rest of us are going to be super healthy afterwards. <laughs> I'm going to feel great. I get a distinct feeling. With her gone, our lives are going to be rad. <laughs> we can eat snacks whenever we want. Look, and if my husband still dies after his mistress dies, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> still going to go with the upshot on this one, though. Well, it was God's plan. Everybody knows that. Obviously. It, the demon didn't kill him, just life took him. Right. Thank goodness the it demon was clearly the de the demon that was within the mistress had just got too much of a hold on him. <laughs> yes, got his claws. Move to him. That's why now I'm not feeling very good. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm just saying if we get rid of both, you know. Doesn't this sound like a? Um, doesn't this sound like the premise of like almost like a Little Shop of Horrors esque movie? Like a musical, I, but like a dark, like a like a like a dark humor. It's just musical. Steve Martin's character. Yeah, exactly. Well, it'd be like, it'd be like you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Rick Moranis tr consulting mm. a Christian Science, which would be Steve Martin. Steve Martin's just like, oh my god. He's like, I know what you so, have to do. You have to kill your wife. She's possessed. Or just so Sweeney Todd. Oh, you get somebody to kill all the people that he doesn't like, right? Mm -hmm. There's a psychic yeah. inviting Satan, and I'm pretty sure I saw your name on his ledger. Amber Heard. <laughs> Why does Steve Martin hate Amber Heard? Oh, I was going with Sweeney Todd. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just Johnny Depp's answer to everything. That was his whole court case. <laughs> Yeah, what if he rolled in? He's like, I don't feel good. I think she's possessed. It's it's one hundred percent that bitch. <laughs> There's only so much time I can spend on my private island. Your Honor, you, you can tell by the way I'm dressed as a pirate. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on my boats. 
Everybody, I can't come like, ashore after every 10 years. He's just like, if you're pleased in court, can I please approach the bench? That's, that's slurring my words? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, oh, Your Honor, I think this bitch is she's, she's possessed. Look, look, did I have two bottles of wine? Sure. <laughs> two bottles of rum? It's like the wine of the sea. I, do I have... Of course, outstanding. Uh, <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> oh shit! Well, we kind of wrong. I know. I was just trying to. We have one more. We have one more. It's not great. It's not great, Alex. All right, dude. Channel the Christian Science, please, Joe. <laughs> oh boy. Turn the eye of is God. This, to this is place. this what it's come to? This is. I walk by faith, not by sight. Now. No God. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fact number five. Please, mm. Amber Heard guide us. All right. <laughs> the date is Thursday, February 5th, 1880. The place is New York, New York, and the newspaper is the New York Times. Oh, God. <laughs> it is an immoral espionage. Mr. D.J. Whitney. So it is Amber Heard. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Mr. D.J. Whitney, who what may be called a law officer, admits that he is at the head of a force of detective, which he says is modeled something after the old espionage methods of Paris. By this, we may understand what he means, a system of spies under which, when a crime occurs, there was always at, uh, always at hand a secret agent who could finish the authorities, fin- uh, furnish the authorities with his name, age, nationalities, and complete diary of his life in the French capital. So in New York, according to Mr. DJ Whitney of the Society for Prevention of Crime, the system is organized in the interest of morality. One purpose one purpose of the Bureau of Espionage is to, to establish a watch on houses suspected of sheltering persons, male or female, and engaged in moral practices and secret hookup spots for lovers. What is mm. the end game of this espionage? Is it A, to throw poor people in jail, B, mm. compromise and extortion, or C, to prevent rich people from ruining their reputations? Ooh. I know this is fucking tough. A and C sound real good not be though like like i'm gonna go put a detail uh they're the espionage bureau of espionage i'm gonna go watch fucking thomas jefferson's home i mean i know it's not the right time frame but still (laughs) so this bureau is based off of the espionage model i mean like so there's a new york uh police force based off of a french model is that what i'm getting it sounds like yeah it sounds like basically it's a secret underground Network oh, it's a of, secret under... So it's not like an act... Like, so this isn't a police statement. This is just some guy saying there's a... No, I, well, I think he's part of the police, but this is like an underground branch of the police department, right? Like, right. So so they're not... I don't think right. they're official. Um, it sounds like, oh, maybe it isn't. The, the, the writer just texted me and says, Game of Thrones, like the little birds. And Game right, of yeah, yeah. So like... This is just... <laughs> he's this, just this giving adults candy... candy. Yeah. This is one person claiming that there's an underground police force. 
Or yeah, or so, like a network of spies that they leverage to right. get information, right? But like, I, so I, totally I would go with it. what's the most sensational answer because throwing poor people in jail—that's just what real police do. Yeah, that the the normal police. Like, do there's that. no there's no underground police force that does that. And then to that's prevent, just called the police to prevent rich people from ruining their reputations. That feels like planning too far ahead. Like, I'm going to stop this information. Right. I, I feel like they uh, would use that again, as Again, that just kind of feels what the police do. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, okay, so, like, I get this information, right? Uh, some rich, mm-hmm. powerful person is cheating on his wife, and that would be super detrimental, right? I do two yeah. things with that information. I I can leverage it for compromise and extortion against that person, but I'm also preventing the rich people from ruining their reputations by not releasing it. So as long as you give me what I want, I'm preventing the rich person from ruining their reputation. Yeah. But also, if you throw purpose. enough poor people in jail, mm-hmm. you protect the rich people. Exactly. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking B. Yeah. Yeah. That's what see, I would go with. Like, that's what I was like. I was like, was this like an actual, like a reporter on the ground? Or was it like, but it turns out like this was just some person saying that this was. This is hard though, because we've gone by our gut and the obvious answer every time. I say, I say we don't. Because uh, throwing I poor we, people in I jail, what if it was like a slavery thing? Like. I have a network of spies. I see somebody mm-hmm. or I hear somebody broke the law. I threw them in jail because in jail they're slaves now. Again, that's just the police. But this was New York too. So this mm-hmm. was more of the up north. Uh-huh. <laughs> trying to, it's tough, man. Yeah, it was just the police. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joe, you you do this one. Joe, take the wheel. I'm going uh I'm going B. Let's go B then. Be all you can be. B for better be right. <laughs> better be getting a better score. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Then for fact number five, we're going to go B, compromise and extortion. Three, two, one. Bam. It's both B and C. We did it, Joe. We avoided it. Because that's what, that's what they do. See, that's what I'm saying. B and C, that sounded like really similar. We avoided, right. before we move on, we avoided an 0 and 5. I want to thank Christian Science God for helping us find the answer. You know, I want to thank Amber Heard. Or actually is Johnny it, is Christian Science God just God? No, they're different. No, oh, it's, a, it's a special one. Yeah, it's different. It's like, uh, oh, okay. you know, I don't know, Vishnu from the India. You know, they're different. They're not compatible. They might hang out every once in a while, but, you know. Like on barbecue mm. days and stuff. Sure. You know, but they got their own thing going. You know, you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to bug them, you know, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just me or does Christian Science God sound a lot like Jared Leto? <laughs> Dear Jared Leto, please, please get us one more right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's. Oh, damn it. We got Joker Jared Leto. God damn it. <sighs> Did we get. Uh, I don't know if that's worse than real life sex island, Jared. Yeah, you might actually prefer Joker. He might be more understanding, honestly. (laughs) All right, here we go. It says both B and C. They didn't give a fuck about debauchery poor people or what debaucherous old people were up to in bars and dance halls. Based on this article, it would be it would seem that the entire point was to give rich people a heads up before they find themselves embroiled in scandal and while it doesn't outright say they were extorting them read this aloud and tell me what you think 
Mr. And this is a quote. Mr. Whitney dwells uncautiously on the fact that the men are uncautiously. I don't know. On the fact that the men his spies have watched are prominent. Having tracked one of these prominent and presumably rich men to a secret haunt of vice, he has followed home to make sure he is a man of prominence. The information thus collected by the spies of the society is recorded in books. Thus, the Detective Bureau of the Society for Prevention of Crime has directory of popular hookup spots, brothels, and gaming houses, and the people who frequent them. In particular, uh, it, it is particularly desirable that men and women of prominence and respectability if they tread these forbidden paths, shall be snared in a net of admirable Whitney, of the admirable Whitney. The information collected by the detectives is not to be used except at the discretion of Mr. Whitney and other managers of the the association. It is to be used privately. If certain alleged facts collected by this remarkable bureau have been used publicly, says the excellent Mr. Whitney, two highly respected families would have been disgraced. The highly respected families owe their respectability today to the restraint of Mr. Whitney and his detectives. If these estimable men choose to tell what they know or think they know, somebody would be ruined. But they keep this curious information, as they say, for the purpose of suppressing the dens of infamy into the prominent, respectable, and wealthy objects of their espionage uh, have been tracked. It sure sounds like Mr. Whitney is openly extorting these wealthy people through the newspaper on the privilege of wealth. The delinquent is told by the bureau that somebody knows that he is going to be bad, or going to do going to the bad, and that he should reform. He is warned that the place which he frequents is to be raided and that and that he would have to be called as a witness as to its character. Imagine if the police gave everyone this kind of mulligan. The article <laughs> the author of the article notes at the end that this is all super fucked up this kind of espionage is hateful to a free people and that nothing good will come from those secret books they're keeping yeah it sounds like the fucking patriot act like yeah <laughs> what the fuck's difference like <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make sure there ain't no terrorists in your gmail account <laughs> <laughs> listen here i had to read every single one of those uh those emails you put out i can say you know, um, stop being so debaucherous. <laughs> Sometimes peanut well, butter. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you had me until you said he read all of those and oh, then yeah. used the word debaucherous. Yeah, that was a little bit. It's not really my bad. This is AI Bush. Get out of here, AI <laughs> Bush. Oh no, I've been found out. <laughs> it's, it's time to make like a buck and, and uh, fly away. <laughs> <laughs> Time to make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, yeah, no. Extorting people using a network of spies. Dude, these are some so, great business models. I love these things. You gotta So the FBI. Yeah, but like it. unofficial. Which is great. Right, yeah. Like I'm like, I'm just gonna like what fucking rich person is just like, I'm just gonna put on this hat and walk into this fucking broth. Like, the fuck? Well, rich people. Yeah, apparently. I mean... (laughs) You are a man of stature, and you are walking into a brothel, sir. Don't do this, or your information will get out. 
<coughs> yeah. another brothel down the street you can go to. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's how it, it's how like it always seems like that one lonely weird Christian dude always seems to protest the strip clubs. <laughs> You're like, my man, I think you have a different agenda here. Yeah, dude, he's just trying to get in. Yeah. He's like, there's too many rich people in this. I'm going to dissuade he's them to just, go. He's just mad because his weird ass got kicked out. <laughs> Holy shit, that's funny. So, yeah. No. Fucking Game of Thrones, little birds. <laughs> Report back. It's kind of like John Wick, right? Remember they had that, that <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. the Rat King or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the, he had all the homeless dude, like, network. Yep. That's what it was. So, we did it. We got one. We got one, dude. Hey. We staved off the the all the the ever fearing zero. We did it this time. Maybe next week won't be so clean cut. I can't believe Thank how you. hard we got. Pulling. Oh my god! Thank you, Christian Science God. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh fuck! AI Bush, goddamn it! Get out of here, AI Bush. <laughs> Prayers have been answered. I answered them with peanut butter. <laughs> oh fuck! Well, you want to close this one out? Oh, there's no bonus this week. Nope, no bonus. Oh, we got we one. The, we had the shot to get. We had the shot to get three. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> and we got and we failed. We got zero. We 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 were prayed too hard to Amber Heard, and we were not heard. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Amber Heard appreciated my Johnny Depp references. <laughs> nope, she cursed us. Thanks, Joe. I uh, I apologize. So maybe next week we'll we'll find favor. There we go. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta sacrifice. <laughs> and there you have it. That was this week's allegedly podcast. Uh, go ahead, follow us on all the socials at allegedly, or email it as at allegedly podcast at gmail or find us every Monday wherever you find your podcasts. And until next time. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll see you next week. That's my prediction. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, see, we we were channeling the same Whoa. Christian God. <laughs> Turns out, if you do nothing, <laughs> you'll eventually get one right. <laughs> yeah, broken clocks right twice a day. Fucking praise be to Jared Leto. <laughs>